This is the In Focus podcast from The Hindu. Hello and welcome to the In Focus podcast. My name is Jayant Sriram and I'm your host for today. In this episode we're discussing various issues around vaccines. why there's been a vaccine shortage in the country why emergency approvals have been given to new candidates and some data from the states with regard to vaccination i'm joined today by the hindus deputy science editor jacob koshi jacob Hi. thank you for joining us today hi my pleasure right so uh, just as i outlined a few issues to get into so firstly uh, the news of the past one week has been that uh, we are uh, despite our initial projections many several months ago actually facing uh, a vaccine shortage many states have reported this hmm. so what is the what are the kind of underlying reasons for why the planning on this has seemed to be so bad okay so the you know the the narrative over the past several months since since january when we started vaccination was that you know india is a leader in terms of uh, vaccine vaccines administered it is still the the number 3 country in terms of the daily number doses of uh, you know of the total number of vaccines it is, it is administered nearly uh, you know 11.1 crore you know 11.1 crore vaccines have actually been administered so far since uh, january and so in terms of just sheer numbers it's been very good and in india's actually been among the fastest to actually deliver these number of uh, doses so to say and ranks along with the united states and china in terms of administering these doses but however the comparisons are actually made in terms of what percentage of the population is being you know is actually able to receive these vaccines and by those counts india is 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 lacking very severely it is so far as of today only managed to inoculate about 7% of the population with one dose now the reason behind this space actually you know stems down to kind of how india planned for its vaccine rollout much of this planning really happened around uh, january when india actually gave emergency use authorization to both uh, covaxin as well as covi shield that time uh, the number of cases the, the the decline had been going on since since september india seen a decline in the number of uh, daily cases and january was pretty much the stage when you know the the cases were really coming down extremely low and that time india took a call as did many other uh, many other countries and following who guidelines that you know it must be healthcare workers and frontline workers who must be prioritized it was always known that vaccines uh, even though there are many manufacturers and many kinds of vaccines by the time the vaccines are actually rec- uh, cleared and tested it would take it would take many months for the actual supply to smoothly kick in but india did plan it out to by prioritizing uh, you know special groups and at some point it only really planned to to reach out to a large fraction of the population by only around july or august it is only around march about around the middle of march that there is this sudden second wave that is that is very significantly started to show up this really wasn't in the planning there were many modelers and india had relied on modeling by eminent mathematicians who basically said that given how the trajectory of corona cases was since september in it would pretty much extinguish itself out by february now this turned out to be a kind of fatal miscalculation because by march you're seeing an unprecedented second wave i mean 
are today nearly 1.8 lakh cases are being added every day and this is something that uh, i think that has caught the government unawares because of this there has been a a kind of sudden demand per se among the public in general for vaccine that has been the narrative as to why is india not really allowing everybody to get vaccinated this question started because you must also remember that in around january february india decided to you know really play upon its image of being the sort of pharmacy and the vaccine manufacturer of the world so in in around right. the 8 crore vaccines that were uh, you know distributed around march nearly 6 crore were actually given away to i mean given away is were given given to other countries and a, while a fraction of this about 1 crore odd was as part of goodwill you know helping out countries that were really small and you know were were extremely poor a substantial number of them were due to uh, the serum institute of india's commitment to international consortiums such as covax and these were actually contracts serum institute of india at the end of it is a private player it is not a public sector unit wherein you know right. the government can really just marshal its resources to produce vaccines only for india the government as well as the mea the ministry of external affairs really wanted to uh, highlight upon this this concept of vaccine diplomacy and there was a lot of narrative about how uh, the united states and and, and the uk in spite of being uh, produ- uh, makers of you know the the vaccines that are now being used all over the world were extremely selfish about it that is most of these countries very clearly said that they would fully vaccinate their populations entirely first and then consider giving it to other countries but india could yeah. not afford this for some reason india in spite of being a producer a maker and having the manufacturing capacities somehow did not plan or did not anticipate we will never know that really clearly uh that you know there would be the sudden spike in demand right so yeah um, i'm i'm not going to touch on the vaccine diplomacy aspect i think that we we've, we've covered earlier also but that's a really interesting point that you raised mm-hmm. um just one other point that i wanted to pick up on was um this thing about manufacturing capacity so mm-hmm. exactly what was the situation i mean we approved two vaccines one is covishield and another is covaxin yeah so did they not actually have at that point enough manufacturing capacity to you know why did the states suddenly start saying that they were running into shortages so, so at, i mean at that level was it not planned at all so there was uh, some amount of planning the, the thing is serum institute of india said that you know it has a capacity of 60 to 65 million do, uh, million doses a month its plan was to increase to 100 million doses per month it had negotiated a price with india where you know a certain number of vaccines like about i believe 100 to 100 to 200 million doses would be sold at uh, at the rate of 3 dollars and it would sell uh, its remaining vaccines at a much higher profit margin to other countries thing with india's india did not have had only placed orders for i from what i understand about 100 to 200 million doses and uh, given the population and size of india this is actually a very uh, minimal amount then we come to covaxin covaxin 2 had a planned capacity of about 12 million doses a month i mean it said that at some point it would expand to about 150 million odd doses within uh, you know within, within july or august now again all these projections were made in around january and february but then there was a fire in serum ministry of india's um, one of its upcoming facilities that time it said that it the fire would not really affect it but now other punawala has been saying that the fire has affected uh, 
the firm's manufacturing um, abilities. So in, in general, the number of doses that we had per month was 65 to 70 million doses a month. And given that, you know, India was at some, you know, on some days India would do 2 million, some days India would do uh, 4 million. I mean, these were stocks that would were last that that were good only for about thirteen to fourteen days, you know, and that would also require extremely good planning. It does not really factor in for the fact that there would be this this massive second wave coming, and there would be a a huge demand among um, you know all adult Indians to you know to have doses available. India, for some reason, never really made any deals with uh, with any foreign vaccine company. Now, technically, you could. Say that Covishield, though it, it has been marketed as an Indian vaccine, is not an Indian vaccine. It is an it is an Oxford or AstraZeneca vaccine, just made by uh, by a manufacturer called Serum. So, in one sense, right. it actually is a is a is a foreign vaccine. It's only Covaxin that is an entirely indigenous vaccine, but its capacity is extremely low. I mean, just so it has to be insignificant. Out of the hundred vaccines that are inoculated in India today, about ninety or uh, ninety to ninety one are uh, Shield. Right. So essentially, um, you know, what that sounds like is that, okay, though we technically have two vaccine candidates, we were basically betting very big on one, which is Covishield. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, as you said, we didn't and really sign to India. Yeah. yeah, but you know, most of the vaccines that were supplied were basically Covishield. Yeah. So, um, so of course, the, then now we've approved a whole bunch of other vaccines, including the Russian Sputnik uh, V. We. And... Um, and, you know, there, there could be more coming along the way, I suppose. Maybe Johnson & Johnson first is in the line. Now, uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask you, why did we not sign these deals? Because earlier on, uh, very early on, when the vaccines were being developed, I remember that Pfizer uh, did apply for an emergency use authorization. So uh, yeah. what happened to that, for instance? So what is, regarding Pfizer, They while they did apply for emergency use authorization, it is... I, it is learned that you know they were not really ready to do bridging trials. They they wanted to be able to uh, import their made vaccines and supply directly to it, to India. But that time the the Indian regulators were into inclined to that. They wanted them to do the bridging trials. Sputnik V has a has a tie up with Dr. Reddy's labs, you know, but and it has also uh, signed up with four or five other Indian manufacturers. Now, all of this is very fine, but again, we do not know how many of those doses are going to be available to Indians. We do not even know, you know, at what cost will it be available? Will the government be a buyer in, the, uh, you know, just like it has been a buyer of the Covishield uh, and Covaxines? All of those things are unclear. So again, why didn't India do it, uh, sign these deals earlier? Because again, it's a benefit of hindsight. India probably would have if it had known that this the second wave would uh, hit so badly. Also, India really wanted to, let's also face the other angle. I mean, all of these vaccines really cost. This is the most precious commodity in the world right now. And uh, uh, given the state of the economy that India, that, that India the economic crisis too that India is facing, uh, it really does not have the financial muscle like, for example, the United States or the UK to actually buy enough quantities of vaccine for its 1.3 billion um, population, you know, in those numbers. So it is quite natural that it would expect, you know, its local, uh, you know, its local companies who make, who are known to make vaccines cheaply to provide for the bulk of the vaccine load to keep uh, prices low. So I would expect that maybe till about July, and this is what even Serum Institute of India says, 
till july there are going to be some hiccups in terms of supply but hopefully if now india moves and ties this deal these deals well uh, it will be able to attract more uh, suppliers remember companies like pfizer and moderna etc uh, they already have supply deals tied up with several other countries so not for india to now come in at this point to attempt to try to uh, sign a deal would be probably dif- difficult because india would be pushed towards the end of the line but we never know uh, how these negotiations are done i would also like to add that the center for on its own says that there is no real shortage because it says that it is all up to how the states plan their doses so to say so that's another point in uh, in, in 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 regarding how a shortage of vaccines really is being interpreted by states and the center right yeah no i think i wanted to come to the states versus center aspect mm-hmm. but just to kind of just clarify one more thing i think you raise an important point which is that uh, the fact that you know we have more choices now technically because these emergency use approvals have been granted mm-hmm. does not immediately translate to availability because now we have to go out and strike deals yeah. for manufacturing exactly you know for a long time the strategy was that india touted this kind of atmanirbhar approach of you know making it we're going to make everything and exactly. everything but now it's but now deals have to be struck and as you mentioned these are deals that are going to be struck with private companies who have other obligations as well exactly so so is that is that basically is that basically going to be a period now of aggressive bidding is that what has to is that what has to happen uh i really do not have because i do not know who are these bidders going to be i mean uh we do not we do not know what deals have been struck between uh dr reddies and and you know the russian development investment foundation for instance which makes uh right uh, sputnik v at the end of it the way india's economy is structured the government is going to play a central role and it all depends on the interaction between government and and businesses the government will want to make a large number of doses that is required for the population within india because that's the best way to keep costs low and let's face it, it's one of the advantages right. that india actually has it has the capability of being able to manufacture it but it's just the it's just a matter of time remember this was the same situation that we had with test kits last year i mean you know we we knew how to make kits we we had enough of scientific manpower to actually uh, make the primers and to analyze evaluate everything but we don't we didn't have the manufacturing supply line like for example what a china has or what several other countries have to you know to to increase things in scale rapidly and quickly so the same hiccups that we saw then are the hiccups that we're seeing now so once the supply lines kind of get together i believe these deals should work out well right so just to finish off with the uh, with the point that you raised earlier about how the center and the states or or rather how the center says that the state should be sort of yeah. rationing the supply of vaccines mm-hmm. so what is what is their point here in terms of i mean when they say there's not a shortage is just a question of allocation so the center um, yeah Yeah no go ahead so the center basically says that we supply every state with about uh, every 4 days their stocks are uh, replenished so to say and the stocks are and it is up to the states to basically uh, you know based on the number of doses that they have administered the the the, the resident population that is uh, you know that is eligible for the vaccine the state must do a better job of, of ensuring that you know all these priority groups are first addressed now the state the center says that many states have still not inoculated you know substantial fractions of uh, you know of their populations above 60 and this is 
uh, and even their healthcare workers and doc uh, and and doctors it, the healthcare workers and frontline workers were supposed to have been inoculated by uh, by early march itself the center says why aren't you doing these such planning better on the other hand the state says that you know the uh, you know they are they are doing it as best as they can they but unfortunately they had to shut down many vaccination centers couple of reasons in some cases there used to be vaccine hesitancy there would be there have been long days and months when people actually didn't turn up you know for vaccines even though they were available and now that suddenly this uh, a lot of people are turning up they don't have enough vaccines to give them in some states the vaccine wastage is up to nearly 9% whereas in a state like kerala the vaccine wastage is 0% so these you know local factors too have an uh, an important bearing in how so the center says that it is giving out stocks in the right manner it so we don't know how that balance is is playing out but be that as may we can't escape from the fact that you know the num- the number of stocks that we have is barely good enough to last for four or five days and let us say you know if there have been if states were actually to push muscularly ahead and you know do four or five million vaccinations a day we would soon be running out of stocks extremely soon Right. Okay, Jacob. So we'll wrap up this episode there, and um, you know, just been a sort of a brief explainer about some of the issues with vaccine supply and distribution. I think we'll sort of be returning to this topic, unfortunately, a few more times in the coming weeks. Uh, but thank you for joining us on uh, this episode today. Okay. Thanks. In focus, we'll be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.